Good evening. The Lord is pleased. We took the time to be here tonight, and the Lord is pleased when we open His Word. Tonight, Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. I announced last week about sending me a text about your favorite passages, and I'm getting several. And I have those working for delivery on a future Sunday night. Announcements will be made similar to this morning about those sermons scheduled for Sunday evenings. I have those working for all of the Sunday evenings in November. We hope to use our time in a valuable way every Sunday night, including tonight in Ephesians 5, 15, and 16. Look carefully then. How you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. That's Ephesians 5, 15, and 16. Those of you who take notes, write this down, and I'll bring it up later in the sermon. 86,400. I'll talk about what that means later in the sermon. This section of Ephesians is similar to other epistles written by Paul, where in the last part of the epistle there is a concentration on simple instruction for good living. You see this in a number of the epistles, particularly in Romans and in 1 Corinthians, in Hebrews and the epistles of Peter. You will detect as you read those and other epistles in the New Testament an informal sequence. There is instruction, doctrine, argumentation, and then it all is moving in a particular direction toward simple instruction for good living. The good living that we committed to when we obeyed the gospel. So in your Bible reading, the Bible reading schedule has us in the New Testament. Now be looking for that when you get to the epistles. Instruction, doctrine, any argumentation that's necessary. But it all is moving toward simple, practical instruction for good living. And that's the case in Ephesians. Here we are in chapter 5. And it's rather straightforward. Look carefully how you walk. Or in some of the older translations, you'll find the phrase, walk circumspectly. That may be a word you didn't use last week. Walk circumspectly. That simply means that in your life, give good attention to everything and watch out for anything. It is general attentiveness to all of life. It literally means look all around. From the word circumference, look all around. And give general attention to everything in your life. Every Christian will want to maintain responsibility about everything. And therefore not be fools, but be wise. Part of that mature attentiveness will be about our use of time. Thus, 
the imperative here. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. This is one of those cases where you look at a phrase. And if you identify with the latter part of it, then the first part of it tells you what to do. So the latter part of this is the days are evil. Does that occur to you? If it occurs to me, if it occurs to you that the days are evil, then what we need to do is redeem the time. And the English Standard Version captures that so well. It says, make the best use of your time. Now we've studied this before many times, but we're going to take a fresh look at that phrase. Make the best use of your time. Because... The days are evil. So, I'm going to begin here. My question to you and to me is, are there people we know about, we see, who are just too busy? The question is, do you know people? Do I know people? Do we observe people who are so covered up so swamped in their busyness that they're frustrated all the time. And as a consequence of all that, their productivity is decreasing. Their productivity is decreasing. People who are simply running as fast as they can from one project, one event to another. Some things are just neglected in that process. Not enough rest. Relationships are strained. And the productivity that is their goal of having that loaded schedule, that productivity is declining. And if this person is a Christian, it may be, or soon will be, they are deteriorating in their spiritual participation and involvement. So we observe people who are way too busy. Busy has become their ruin, stumbling over themselves too busy. And it's killing them. And we see it in people. And we know people around us just have schedules that are overloaded. And we may also think about it in terms of the fact that it didn't happen all of a sudden. The extremely overwhelmed, busy person may have started out by taking on one additional project, but then was asked to do something else and couldn't say no, and soon is overwhelmed and then crushed and lost in the daily grind of an overcrowded schedule. Therefore, not making the best use of their time and suffering the loss that comes with that, that could lead to just despair. And a loss of value, a loss of good health, a loss of friends and family, knowing they are doing more than they're capable of effectively doing, admitting they are overwhelmed, but the cycle just continues. Do you know anyone like that. And maybe you've thought about where I'm headed with this. There is a more direct and perhaps a more convicting question. Are you that 
person. Are there people who are too busy? And then once you make that observation, sometimes we're very good about seeing things in others that we do not admit and see in ourselves. So are you that person? Am I that person? And then that brings us to the next part of our study. How do you tell? How do you tell when you're just way too busy and things are being dropped? There's always that good question. And based on God's Word, I'm going to give us four answers, and then I'm going to go back to that 86,400. How do I tell if I'm just too busy? Number one, if you're not seeking first the kingdom and the things of the kingdom, you're too busy. Jesus said in Matthew 6.33, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Blessings governed by the providential wisdom of God are promised to those who make every effort to keep God first, having that priority above everything else, so that everything else submits to and is governed by that priority, God first. This statement of Jesus in Matthew works in a very simple way toward each of us. If participation as a kingdom citizen is not your first priority, then the conclusion is you have too many things. You are too busy and your priorities have been skewed by that overcrowded schedule. Everybody has priorities. It can even be said the lazy person has priorities. One is to not be active and not be productive, to seek personal comfort first with such passion that good activity and good work is at the bottom of the list, if there at all. So for me and for you and for all of God's people, this simple statement of Jesus must find a place when we examine our use of time. If kingdom business and kingdom citizenship and kingdom expansion is not a priority, then the verdict is we're too busy. If all your prayers are rushed, that may mean you are too busy. Jesus is our master teacher on this subject. He prayed fervently, frequently, leaving us an example to follow about communication to the Father. One, one more thing I want to add to that about what Jesus taught us. On more than one occasion, Jesus prayed lengthy, intense prayers in John 17 and in Luke 6.12. And in Luke 6.12... Jesus went out to the mountainside to pray, and here's what Luke tells us. He spent the night praying to God. Have you ever done that? Now, it may be that everybody's done it. You don't do that just to say you did it. 
You don't need to tell anyone. So I may be talking about something that all of us have done. But I think all of us should give it some thought. And I think all of us could do this and never run out of things to say to God about His glory and our gratitude for His plan and for Jesus and for His Word. I tell you, busyness can kill your prayer life. This thought occurred to me, is God impressed when I take one minute or a half a minute out of an entire day to ask him to help me with one thing that's pressing. Absent any gratitude to God for what he's done for me before, absent any praise to God for his, his power and might, just one minute, and all I do is ask him for one thing that presses on my mind. Now please understand, short Prayers can hold great value and be heard. But if they are short because we don't have time, we've got other things we have to do, and worldly things have crowded out kingdom priorities, then this ought to be examined. If short prayers reflect too many worldly concerns and just plain negligence, then that's a problem. How do you tell if you're too busy? Not seeking first the kingdom, prayers are rushed, and you're too busy to listen. That may mean you're too busy. Part of friendship, part of spiritual brotherhood, and part of family life is just listening. James speaks of this in James 1.19, let every person be quick to hear. The care that we are to have about each other, the love that ought to be active in marriages and families always means you take the time to just listen. Just like God takes time to listen to us. But there are parents too busy to listen to their kids. Husbands who can't be bothered to listen to their wives. Wives who may not pay attention when their husbands speak. Elders and preachers who are so busy they don't listen to people who need help and instruction. Don't you hate it when you visit a restaurant and you see mom and dad and the kids together at the table, but they're not saying a word. They're looking at their phones or their devices. We can get so caught up in the pace of life and the digital distractions, we shut people out. Distracted by our devices and all the attractions that call for our attention. We're not redeeming the time. Relationships are dependent on communication. And part of healthy communication is just listening. If you don't have time to read your Bible, you're too busy. Ephesians 3 and verse 4 says, When you read, you can understand. Understanding is connected to reading. 
You've heard me use this illustration before. Do you eat and drink every day? Now, the exception may be those who fast during a certain period of time or for a few hours. Most of us eat and drink on a regular basis, and we do that for a reason. We need energy and strength for our physical activity and to maintain good health. Now, you know where I'm going with this. We need energy and strength for our pursuit of righteousness, to resist temptation, for discipline between right and wrong, discipline character, discernment, peace of mind, good spiritual health. 20 minutes a day would not deprive any of us of necessary productivity. In fact, might actually increase the value that we derive from our labor during the day. If you are too busy to read God's Word, you're too busy. Now, what is this all about? 86,400. I think some of you already know where this is headed. What if, now this is hypothetical, what if, not a promise, hypothetical, what if a bank deposited in your account $86,400 every day? You went off into a dream world there for a couple of minutes, didn't you? $86,400 every day deposited into your account with one condition. You have only 24 hours to use that money. At the end of the 24-hour day, what you have used is gone. And you don't get it back. Now, instead of money, think of time. God gives us 86,400 seconds every day. Once we arrive at the end of that period... That time is gone, and you cannot get it back. So it could be said, what we don't use, we lose. I think all of us, I certainly include myself, all of us need to revisit from time to time the subject of our use of time. And pray to God to help us make the changes we need to make. This is urgent for the guilty and urgent for those of us who could become guilty of not redeeming the time. That failure can get us stuck in spiritual adolescence. It can erode our character when God isn't first. Excessively crowded schedules can injure good relationships with people. It is, therefore, an eternal issue. I hope and pray both sermons today will put each of us in a good position to consider what we're doing with what we have every day, both money and time, energy and talent, zeal and knowledge and opportunity. Have you given yourself to the Lord that's where it all starts. 
If you have everything after that, everything after that should be further giving and daily giving of yourself to the Lord to serve Him, to help His people, to reach the lost and grow. It says here, redeeming the time because the days are evil. We can do better. I hope and pray we do. Let's be standing as we sing.